0: In today's show, I'm going to talk about Kyrie Irving, but also looking ahead to the action for Saturday in the NBA, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you stop paying for, saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or don't need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And this was going to be a standard what to watch for show, but of course, Kyrie Irving news is broken just after I finished recording that show with Mitch Casey earlier today. So let's discuss Kyrie Irving. Let's get into that right now. Um, Kyrie is coming back. The Nets have relented and they have decided that they are playing too many minutes to guys like Durant and Harden. They're obviously getting hit by COVID and he is coming back. The whole team is allegedly on board with this. The decision makers are on board with this and he will play for the Nets. But of course he will not play in home games for the team. He will not be able to play in games in Toronto. I don't know about games in LA. That one seems a little bit up in the air whether he's able to play in those those games for or against the Clippers or against the Lakers. But yeah, that you know that's two games anyway. If the if there even has have they even got their games still to go against those teams? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's very marginal. What it is is he's gonna be able to play 20 odd games for the year, 22, like 23 max games this year. The question is gonna be: is Kyrie Irving worth having? Yes. Like, he is obviously really good. We, we know this. And he can be a top 10 player um, on a per-game basis. There's no one's denying that. When does he return? There's expectation that maybe he could be back. You know, is he back for Christmas? The Christmas game against the Lakers? Will they even let him play in that one? Could he be back on the 23rd against Portland? Could he be back at the start of January? He's going through the ramp-up process and testing and all that sort of stuff to get back in action. But you'd expect within the next two weeks, Kyrie Irving returns. That would be the expectation. But what does that make for him with the overall value with the games that he is going to miss? How should we be viewing Kyrie Irving? It is a tough one. I think you should be looking at him as like a mid-round sort of player. He's going to have games where he's really good. He's going to play these... This is assuming he's fully healthy. He might play 23 games. He gets hurt, you might get 17 more games out of him this season. Right? That's a huge possibility for Irving as well. And this is not to say that he, not being vaccinated, won't get hit in the protocols and then have to be out longer when he is in the protocols. That is another part of that. So do you add him? You have to. If you've got IL+, plus, you would probably be able to shuttle him in and out of, of games where he plays or not. But look at this playoff schedule. All right, If your playoffs end on April the 3rd, The Nets have six games at home across those three weeks and four on the road. So you get four games out of Kyrie Irving in the playoffs over three weeks. Is that worth it? Probably not. Honestly, four games over three weeks. If your playoffs end March 27th, it's a 5-5 split. Five games over three weeks. Now, if you had a player on your team whose playoff schedule was 2-2-2, which just doesn't exist, you would be avoiding that guy like the plague. You'll be trading him away immediately. You wouldn't draft a bloke. Even if you had a 3-3-3 schedule, you'd be pretty against it. This is a 2-2-1 or a 2-1-2 schedule. And if your league, again, finishes March the 20th, the Nets only have nine games there, and five of those are on the road. So it's really tough. In a weekly changes league, it's not worth it. He is, it's not, you will not use him in the playoffs unless he gets vaccinated. Do you think he gets vaccinated? I don't at this point. Um, You're not going to be able to use him in a weekly league in a roto format with games caps. You slide him in, you slide him out, you slide him in, you slide him out. It's obviously worth it in a head to head format. What you're going to be looking at there is again, over those playoff weeks, say he plays five games and sits the other five. To actually replace him with a waiver wire guy, you have to use all of your ads basically to replace him. And then that's that's it for your week. Like you can't stream in any other position. Is that worth it? In I do have him in one league. I got him really cheap in a in a salary cap draft format. I do have him there. And I've held on to him in my injured slot all season. One of my injured slots all season. I don't know that it's going to end up being worth it at all. I don't know. I'm not yeah, I'm not convinced that it's going to be worth it. He will have games where if you're playing in a points league, he has 45 points. That's great. And then three more zeros for the week where you could have picked someone off the wire who got 20 points per game and blew that number out of the water. It's all well and good to have these per-game Performances for Kyrie, but there's going to be weeks where he's just not worth it. And does that hurt you too much where you can't actually win? I think it's a real razor's edge sort of scenario. And in the playoffs, the schedule is not in his favour at all. Four games, if you finish April 3rd, four games he plays over three weeks, or five games, or five games. And then you burn all of your other waiver ads trying to make up for the ones that he sits. I, I think it's a bit of a worry. Add him, sure, it's exciting. Forgot him, you get, you get something out of him. But yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to end up when we get to the end of the season. But what, what I do know is that yeah, we're hoping this pandemic ends up at some point. But during this time, we've had things that we've signed up for, so many subscriptions, so many free trials, just because we're trying to find something to do. Well, you've often forgot about those. So True here to help that problem out. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people can save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, that's enough of Kyrie talk. We'll see how it plays out. I have concerns. I have concerns. Let's talk games on Saturday. Who knows if these games are going ahead or who's going to be playing in these games? We just don't know. We honestly, at this point, shit is all over the shop. We don't know how things are going to roll. But we're looking at the first game. It is the Rockets. It is the Pistons. I want to watch Joshi Christopher. Jalen Green is out. Kevin Porter is out. Um, Daniel House is out. Armani Brooks might be out. He's currently questionable. So Christopher played 33 last game. Played 27 the game before that. He's played over 20 for four straight games. He's looking pretty solid. I want to see if there's a way that he can establish himself over Brooks or over Matthews or over House as we move forward. I also want to watch the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun it's a delicate dance in just 17 steps it is a delicate dance in 17 steps he was bad last game no denying that and christian wood looks like he's going to return he's listed as questionable that doesn't mean that he guaranteed will return but he is looking like he will so do they go because daniel toss played so well last game are they going to really limit shangun are they going to play tice is shangun going to get those 20 minutes a night he'd been getting for three straight games or will he go back to getting minutes in the teens It's one that's going to piss me off. I know that, but I am going to hold him for now. And then for the Detroit Pistons, Saban Lee. He should play over Corey Joseph. I don't think there's any doubt there, but will he continue to get more minutes than Killian Hayes? That is the big question for Detroit. Really like what I've seen from um, Lee. He is getting a lot of value through steals, and we know they can be fluctuable. I don't think that's really a right word, but you know what I mean. And then there's the depressed penis. Sadiq Bey, who went bananas last game. Do I think that's what's going to happen moving forward? Not every game, of course. But it's worth having a look at, grabbing him, seeing what happens. Or does he go back to shooting 35% from the field? I think last game was an anomaly, but this is also a chance for a big game against a subpar opponent in Houston. The Knicks and the Celtics. I want to watch Juice McBride. We know that there's a bunch of COVID absences there. Emmanuel Quickly is the latest one to get hit, along with RJ Barrett and Quentin Grimes and Kevin Knox. And Derek Rose is also questionable. There's a massive chance that Juice starts this game. I think he's a absolutely rosterable player. And let's see where it goes. Probably doesn't go anywhere, but he is a short-term ad. Well, Alec Burks. Alec Burk. He's shooting 19% over the last week. 29% over the last two weeks. The minutes are fine. The usage is no worries. He just can't hit shots. That will improve. He is a hold to me. I'd like to see those shots go in. But he is, at this point, a hold to me. For the Celtics, they've got a bunch of blokes out as well. We know that Al Horford's in the COVID protocols, as is Grant Williams. Um, <clears throat> we've got uh, Jabari Parker out as well. We've got Juancho Hernan Gomez. We have got Dennis Schroeder. he though he's he's a non-COVID illness. So is it time for Ennis Freedom? He can at least be an option. Him and Rob Williams are their only centers. So he's going to get minutes, and he could be a streamable guy. Well, hopefully this means that Rob Williams pushes back to 30 without Horford and Grant Williams. Watching how those minutes get distributed is going to be really interesting. This next game, is this game going to be played? I have no idea. The Nets and the Magic. It is a back-to-back for the Magic, and they've had to sign a bunch of blokes just to play. They signed BJ Johnson, Alim Ford, Hassani Gravett, and Admiral Schofield all out of their G League team. They're also without Cole Anthony in today's game. They're without Mo Bamba in today's game. Well, Mo Bamba's in the COVID protocols. Jalen Suggs is out. Terrence Ross is in the COVID protocols. Roderick Hampton Jr. is in the COVID protocols. Mo Wagner's in the COVID protocols. Everyone's out. Franz Wagner is still around. So watching what he can do in a role where he's going to have to be the number one guy is very interesting. The only regular rotation guys they've got are Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., Chumura Kiki, and that's it. Then there's Robin Lopez and Michael Mulder. And then it's a bunch of those guys they just signed. You could stream some of those blokes. I honestly have no idea what to expect. And then for the Nets, of course, the team with all the big news regarding Kyrie, um, they're not going to have Kevin Durant in this game. He's out along with Harden, Patty Mills, Joe Harris, LaMarcus Aldridge, Bruce Brown, James Johnson, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Bembry, Paul Millsap, Javon Carter. So we're watching Nick Claxton, who is assuredly going to start and play pretty big minutes. Really looking forward to what he can do. And I want to see Cam Thomas. Surely I think he's got to be an opportunity for him to start. Although they might go back to Bembry. Oh no, Bembry's out. Um, and he's going to get a lot of shots. No Harden, no Durant, no Mills. Woo! It's going to be big time for Cam Thomas, for Kessler Edwards, for David Duke. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Um, Langston Galloway, James Ennis, Big Shaq Harrison. Big Shaq! So many interesting things going on there. And by interesting, I mean how fucking annoying. Let's go to the Warriors and the Raptors. I don't believe that Steph Curry is going to play in this game. He's tired. It's a back-to-back. I think he's going to rest. But they are without Jordan Poole, who's in the COVID protocols. um, And they probably will be without um, Otto Porter. Of course, no Clay Thompson, no James Wiseman. So it's a big opportunity here for Damian Lee with Jordan out, and it could be a huge opportunity for Gary Payton with the likelihood that Steph doesn't play. So watching those guys and how that works into the rotation. While for the Raptors, are we, is it actually going to happen? Are we going to get him back? Where's my button? Well, what about Scar? OG. B- stop OG. Uh... You better stop OG. Both OG Ananobi and the big sneeze, Precious Achua, are questionable for this game. Ken Birch has been downgraded to doubtful, but we might be seeing Ananobi back. And then if he plays and if a plays, what does that mean for the wiki, Chris Boucher, who's played some decent minutes and produced at an average level? And I I, I pretty clearly think that he's going to drop off. The Clippers and the Thunder. Isaiah Hartenstein's been amazing. Can you keep doing it? Sergio Barker's not going to play. Will Paul George or Nick Patoon play? I don't know. But Hartenstein's played 20, 23, and 25 minutes the last three games. He should be getting over 20 and he becomes a 12-team league option here, almost no doubt. While Eric Bledsoe played 31 minutes last game and has been over 20 the last three with the absences of Batum and George. I wouldn't be rushing to add Bledsoe, but if we hear that Batum and George are out, then he does become somewhat of an option. While for the Oklahoma City Thunder, the um, Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenridge Williams. Good opportunity for him if Lou Dort is out. Dort is currently questionable. He is expected to play, but he's currently questionable. Uh, Williams can be a streamer for some uh, assists and, more importantly, for some defensive stats. Well, Josh Giddy, Just want to watch him and watch the shooting numbers for him. The rebounds and assists I'm always confident in. Steals are pretty good, but can the shots become consistently good? I'm not sure whether they can, but I hope they can. The Cavs are going to be without... Isaac Okoro, he's in the cover protocols, while Evan Mobley is questionable. So I want to watch the Discman, C.D. Arsman, who recently has seen his minutes decrease, but there is an opportunity here for those minutes to jump back up. I assume that he starts, although they could start Rick Rubio in place of Isaac Okoro. And then Kevin Love, who continues to be a fantasy player in under 20 minutes a night, a 12-team guy. With Mobley in or out, look, well, that's is that going to impact Love? It probably doesn't, but watching that is going to be intriguing. For the Bucs, it is a back-to-back for them. They're without Giannis. They're without um, Bobby Portis. They're without DiVincenzo, Wes Matthews, Ojale, Brook Lopez. So Rocket Rodney Hood, what does his playing time look like? He's played 20 in the last three games. Is it going to be him or Jordan Wara that gets those minutes? Because Chris Middleton will return, so that'll impact that. And then what does DeMarcus Cousins do? He can be a streamer for these days. I'm not massively sold on big, big minutes for Cousins. But he's got an opportunity here with so many players uh, on the sidelines. The next game we look at is the Wizards. They are taking on the Utah Jazz. Montrez Harrell has been really bad of late, and he's doing that thing he does where yeah, people say or talk to him, and he's quick like, it's not my fault. I'm doing everything I can. It's everyone else's fault, which I'm sure doesn't go down too well amongst the team. Can Harrell push himself back into 12-team discussions? He's not there at the moment. Let's watch that. Well, Kyle Kuzma, really poor last game. Um, I I think he's going to trend out of 12-team league discussions pretty quickly once Rui Hachimura returns. But for now, I just like to see some sort of improvement. Well, for the Jazz, I do expect Mike Conley to rest. It is a back-to-back, but let's watch Conley's minutes on Friday, and then that means if he is out, then Joe Ingles he gets a bump and becomes an option. And then I also want to watch Trent Forrest more for dynasty purposes. But if Conley is out, Forrest does get some run, and I think he's been on. I think I know he's been pretty good this season in those minutes that he's had to play. Maybe Mike Conley needs to get some Bilt Bars because to get that energy you need to get through a taxing Christmas season, Bilt Bar, they are the protein bar that can fuel you. They're low in calories, low in carbs, low in sugar, low in fat, but also high in protein. And um, more importantly, high in deliciousness. This is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So when you are asking Santa for gifts, just tell him, Santa, just jam my mouth full of your Bilt Bars. That's what I want. I want boxes of them. Make my chimney full of them. Make it a fire hazard if you have to, because I want those delicious Bilt Bars. Santa, right on the note, Santa, if you go to to built.com and use the code LOCK15, you'll save so much money getting all these built bars for the millions of kids who are gonna be asking for them. I've got no doubt about that. So head to built.com, you yourself, use the code LOCK15 and get yourself boxes of delicious built bars. Built bar, it is built different. BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, more odds, more lines, more contests as football marches towards the playoffs. BetOnline is your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and get a fifty percent welcome bonus by using our code locked on. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers for the twenty twenty one season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Let's look at some back to back streams for the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. We've got a few teams who have got that combination of games. Number one, the Brooklyn Nets. So Nick Claxton, Blake Griffin, um, David Duke becomes an option there. What should I change? He's the one who sucks. Maybe Langston Galloway. Kessler Edwards, of course, if he's available. I'm looking to stream those guys in. Um, the Pistons have it as well. Frank Jackson, Sabin Lee, Hamadou Diallo, and Killian Hayes become streamers. And the Cavs have it too. So CeeDee Osman, Kevin Love, if he's around, he won't be. But if he is... If Evan is out, we're looking at Dean Wade as a streaming option there as well. Maybe look at even Lamar Stevens in very, very deep formats. Just for Saturday's games, we're looking at Gary Payton with the assumption that Steph rests, Isaiah Hartenstein, Nick Claxton, Damian Lee, Blake Griffin, Juice McBride, David Duke, Seti Os- Seti, Chetty Osman, um, and Ennis Freedom. For deeper leagues, Payton, Lee, McBride, Duke, Osman, Freedom, Josh Christopher, and Hamadou Diallo, and Juan Toscano-Anderson. And then in points leagues, some options there include Griffin, Claxon, Gary Payton, Hartenstein, Duke, Eric Gordon, Juice McBride, Damian Lee, and Darius Baisley. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app for here on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. What are you doing with Kyrie? Please drop it down in the comments below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.